The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning, it's Nicholas Barrett. It is January 27, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here live. We're going out live here in Los Angeles, California. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a great day. It could be morning, afternoon, and evening. The commonality is we're here, here to spend time, to elucidate, to go to another level. And it's always exciting because I know that uh, people listen all over the world. It's exciting the way we have the commonality of coming here, putting time aside to actually hear and enlighten and go on our journey together. Because we're, we're all doing this together, whether I'm speaking in church or whether I'm writing or whether I'm speaking here at the live broadcast we're on a journey together. We're brought in here. There's a purpose for all of us. There's a mandate on our lives, hence the breath we have at the moment. So there is a divine purpose for us. And it's in connecting to that purpose that we have joy, peace, and contentment. And the title for the show, I prayed hard and thought about this title. And it's something that all of us, whatever age we are, we're seeking it more. The title is Contentment Redefined, and really that is strikes a chord with everybody, whether we're young, middle-aged, or old. It's something that we all have a craving for. We want health. We want prosperity. But at the same time, if we don't bond those to contentment, if there's no joy, the purpose of our lives can be very hard indeed and sometimes very meaningless. So regardless of how much you may have or how little you may have. We're all seeking a deeper inner peace, which is the predicator of contentment. It's an inner connection, an inner peace, a feeling contentment that transcends all acclaim, fame, fortune, or anything outside of ourselves that we can add. We can't work harder for peace. We can't work harder for contentment. And very often, when we try and strain and do things on our own, will or our own power, we find that we become frustrated and and the harder we try, the harder it becomes. So many of us dream about living a blessed life or a fulfilled life. Success transcends, as I say, anything financial, prominence and position. I believe that our purpose is for far greater things than we're societally conditioned to crave. Even though many people speak of such a life we may not really know exactly what we're yearning for. And we remain with this deep, unasked, unanswered thirst. What is contentment? I believe that, truly believe this, that a life that's connected to God and his master plan for your life, for the purpose of you being given 
birth for the purpose of you where you are now, if we connect to that and we walk in purpose, we can have ultimate joy and peace. Very simply, if a master plan is laid out and we're walking according to that plan, even though things sometimes will not go smoothly, there are intangibles, life changes. We know that we're going in a direction. It's like setting a GPS of a car or navigation on an aircraft. Even though there's turbulence and even though sometimes there can be a storm, we know that the plane is destined to land at its destination. So the purpose gives you a joy. The purpose also gives you a reason and a meaning and deeper contentment that can come from that. Very often, the things we seek most, which is peace and contentment, we find they elude us. The harder we try, the more it becomes like a shoreline that we swim to. The shoreline appears as we get closer, it appears to get further and further away. It just seems to escape our fingertips. It's like a smoke in a mirror. A land rises as if a mirage. We earn to put our hands and our feet on it, but for some reason, we just cannot grasp it. Ecclesiastes tells us, Ecclesiastes 2, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon, who was very wealthy. He had all the spoils of pleasure. And this really means it was revealed to me that societal paradigms that I personally had taken on may be similar to yours. There were lies that I accepted as my truths. I'd been on a quest of seeking value from sources outside of myself. It could be education. It could be a job. It could be fitness. It could be a look. It could be a house. But all of these things are really done so we can feel whole and accepted. And when Solomon was referring to these things, when we allow ourselves all our pleasure, it's like chasing after the wind. It's something that just doesn't add an inner peace. So the craving for purpose and meaning for all our individual lives is not in these achievements. Because from the beginning of time, people have achieved and attained all of these things. Indeed, many of them have achieved maybe billions of dollars, And they've ended up more needy than before. It's like drinking salt water. The more I have, it appears I'm having more, but really my need goes up. My demand goes up because what I'm having is very simply not completing me from the inside. It's not fulfilling me because I'm not walking on my master plan. It's something I'm trying to walk out on my own accord. But if it's not designed for me, very simply, I'll be out of alignment. And just like a a car, if it's out of alignment, it may get to a journey, but it will not arrive in in the optimum form. So the search really can only be resolved when we're willing and open to open up the depths of our heart and soul. The answer has been in existence since we were born, since the beginning of time. We must swim beyond the superficial shoreline, plunge deep within ourselves and search patiently, diligently until the answers emerge. It's not something that happens overnight. 
As we know, the walk to the promised land took 40 years for a walk that should have taken seven or 11 days. So very often, we need to stumble. We need to try and do it on our own, sometimes to know that that's not the way. The greatest wisdom learned is from the mistakes we've made. It's about taking those mistakes and developing wisdom. That's why if you speak to people that have achieved a lot and they're in their later life, they'll tell you the one thing they did is they learned from their mistakes and they became more wise because they, they knew that what they were seeking was not fulfilling them. But not long ago, a group of famous people were polled by a magazine and they asked them this question. If you could be granted one wish to come true right now, what would that wish be? There were some very interesting responses. One response impressed the editors so much that they caused comment to comment further. The response was, I wish that I could be given an even greater ability to appreciate all I already have. So to give thanks, it sounds simple, but on our human nature, very often gratitude and thanks are the hardest thing to do because the things we have in front of us on a daily basis, we, we develop, I want to use the word immunity to it. We become blind to what we see. And very often we take those things for granted, especially the small and everyday things that are all part of God's bountiful blessing. I often remind myself when I leave the house in the morning, the blue sky, I look at the birds flying and just the ability to go to Starbucks or a coffee shop to get a coffee. How many, many people, actually 2 billion people in the world don't have drinking water. So I need to remind myself that what I see, even the shower water in the morning, when we become aware of these things, we develop what we call an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude is something that predicates vision. It also predicates God's blessings. Because the apathy we have is very often from the familiarity that we have. And I'll repeat that again for someone. This is a message for somebody. The apathy we have is very often born from the familiarity that we have. So the things around us develop a staleness, but at the moment, it, but if we lost an eye or an ear or a leg, very often those things would become huge. So our vision needs to increase. The answers, really, the answer is in God, the one who from nothing created everything, the Alpha and the Omega, the living water. Labels that in our world we would call transformation. Transformation means a radical change from one form to another, the way a caterpillar metamorphosizes into a butterfly in our human terms. So it's taking a change of character. And I believe that one divine moment of revelation can set us on a whole new course and a new life. It's increasing the vision, becoming aware of the things that that are constant, but also becoming aware of those as being a gift. And we know that our inner being is, is, is craving meaning and purpose. But where do we go to find that meaning? And what is it in our purpose? A life spent on the surface will never answer these questions or satisfy the needs to challenge us to seek them. So we must go outside of struggling and toiling and become aware, become more open to the things around us because the things around us are the ones that are going to open up to greater things. Just as the farmer plants rice seeds very often in floods, what becomes of that is a crop. 
So we must remove ourselves from instant gratification and vision and focus on the things that we have that are leading. Greater is the unseen. So by moving away from our human nature of having to have everything seen, we must realize that everything is a building block. It's a building block for greater things. Just like the Eiffel Tower started off with a vision, with one brick, it became great, or with one piece of steel, became great. But we're about to take a break. It's been great talking to you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in the second segment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. I hope you all had a great break. On the second segment, we're talking about contentment and um. The last part I said, contentment is something greater than us. So we must look not to ourselves because that brings apathy and familiarity in our human nature. And very often that brings blinkered eyes. So greater really is the unseen. Those that have less but see more are more blessed. Those that have less and see more are more blessed. I'm repeating that just to get the message to someone who needs this one. It's not about having more, because if it's about having more, I can never reach that goal, because when I get to the more that I thought was enough, I then need to get more. It's about being in a state of seeing what I have. We live in a very sophisticated age. We have computers. We have sophisticated learning. Over the past generations, what has happened is our cerebral cortex, it's developed significantly. That's our analytical mind, far surpassing any generation before. The cortex, it's often referred to as the new brain. 
does not give us the ability to feel and be. It's removed us from how we were because it, it removes that ability to feel. And just like God created us, just, just to be. I did all and I'm resting, just be. So all living things possess this capacity of being, including humans in this planet. But because it's diminished, we've become alienated in our own world. We don't function in community. We've lost all that we were created to be and taken on a false, very often isolated self. It's not about getting more knowledge that brings contentment. And very often what has happened over the last, shall we say, several decades, this knowledge has created a lot of isolation. So contentment at the moment is on probably the lowest it's been since post-war. And that is because we have changed very much our character as being part of the universe and being this ability of being. We've become analytical and really has, has changed the way we think and the way we live. You are perfectly made with your unique plan and purpose for your life. Everything you already need has been mapped out and available to complete your journey. It would not be possible for you to complete your journey unless these things were mapped out. So we all know, just like the bird that flies, we know things are already prepared. They're prepared the way has been prepared for us. You may see yourself in different terms because societal patterns encourage you to view yourself through labels. This can include successful, unsuccessful, rich, poor, slim, overweight, accepted or not accepted, judged by the job or label you do. So when we're bound by these norms, we become a spectator in our life, waiting for a new solution to bring us what we need. But when you live in truth, life flows with revelation, smoothness, and purpose. You stop striving and struggling to get the things you feel that you need or that society's conditioned you to feel. You see more of what's already great all around you, and you find that most of the answers have already been revealed. Most of the answers for our lives have already been revealed, but when we struggle with trying to get to a place that society thinks we should get, it skews and blinkers our vision from the greatness that has already been made, the greatness that's already been created, and also the greatness of what is coming in our path. Ecclesiastes tells us, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again, and there is nothing new under the sun. So you may ask yourself, what does this mean under the sun? Nothing new under the sun. There is no answer. No ultimate fulfillment, no ultimate meaning. Most people are trying to get what they really need from under the sun instead of from the maker of the sun. What has been is what it will be, and what has been done will be done, and nothing new. So we need to reach out to see more. Because we know that faith is confidence in what we hope for, and the assurance about what we do not see. So what that really tells us is at some point in our lives, we need to have confidence that the unseen is assured. If I know that I'm going to leave my door in the morning and I feel my house will blow down during the day, I'm not assured to come back to it. Or if I start my car when I am behind another car in fast traffic, I need to have assurance that the unseen brake will function. So very simply, we need to have faith. Sometimes when we're at a red traffic signal, there's another highway and we're stopped. 
sometimes the light goes green for us and we don't check to see if the other cars have stopped. Very often we're on autopilot, but that is faith that we feel other cars have stopped. Because if we didn't have that faith and they're coming at 70 miles an hour, none of us would be listening to this show. So as Proverbs tells us, where there is no vision, the people will perish. So everything is not as it appears. And we must expand with faith to know that greater is coming, that we must have assurance about what we do not see. So there's a story. It's an amusing story that I wrote. Things are not always as they appear just a story to elucidate. It's a simple story, but it's amazing how these things can give us a little bit of a different perspective. It's a story of a mouse that was born in a burrow. It was a regular burrow, the type you might see in any rural field. The young mouse was content in his company of his family, relaxing in the inhabitant from dusk to dawn each day. He felt he had all he needed and that life was as good as it gets. As time went, went on, he'd see things more clearly wondering what was outside that burrow when the bright golden rays of the morning sun would shine on the morning skies. As he got a little older, he became more inquisitive and began to wonder what was more that he was not seeing. His curiosity grew to the point that one morning he decided to nervously climb out a little further than usual. With great caution, he peered over the edge and saw a field. He was astonished by the expansiveness of the immediate terrain. He then went a little further and came up the hill. He stood there in amazement with no words to describe what he could see. He stepped a little more and he came to the edge of a mountain. North to the south, to the east and the west, he could see endless rocks, endless large, different shapes, different sizes. He thought he and his family had it all, but he began to see how limited his vision was. He realized how much more life had for him to enjoy. My question to you today is, friends, what are we missing? What are we not seeing? What blessing are we missing maybe with pets, maybe with family, maybe with husbands, maybe with wives, maybe even with the ecosystem, maybe what what is around us at our everyday lives? It could be the ocean, it could be the mountains, could, could just be the ability to breathe. My pledge today is to be born with sight and have no vision is more tragic than being born blind. And I repeat that. To be born with sight but have no vision is more tragic than being born blind. You have abilities. You have everything in front of you. It's, and, and do not let the locust eat any more years. Why don't you stretch out your faith and dare to step out of your burrow? In other words, what this means to us, to paraphrase that, is getting out of our comfort zone will predicate more in our lives. So sometimes the comfort and the apathy that keeps us comfortable is something that stymies the blessings. It's something that doesn't takes the ability of what was greater to come. We need to let go of limiting mindsets. We need to turn away from small thinking that where we are is where we're supposed to be, whether I'm in a bad marriage, whether my business is small, whether I'm unemployed and I can't get a job. We need to go a little further than we're used to going a little further than we're used to going to get more. We need to break out of the mind box and look over the horizon, dream bigger, think bigger, and see bigger. Embrace the oceans of blessing that God has in store for you. Very simply, if I have a vision that's not larger, large enough to impact my future, I will be stuck. I need to have a vision, 
as Isaiah tells us, Isaiah 55 tells us, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So very simply, we need to put a different program. We need to reprogram our mind so that the depression or the minimization because it's your mind doing it, it's the enemy of the mind, the inner accuser, is keeping us away very often from the blessing that he give contentment because we get stuck. We put ourselves into that just by because of a pattern, because of a way of living. We've done it so long, it's become our norm. So we need to become uncomfortable. So our new norm becomes greater. So therefore, our ability to position ourselves for contentment increases. In simple terms, it really comes down to, are we living in a separated, individualistic, scientific state, or is our life connected to our source, to our creator? The former is a life bent on struggle and isolation. It's in, in getting, getting more and getting less. In other words, the salt water again. I've got more, but I can see less, so I want more, and I'm frustrated, and I'm not getting the best. My life is depressing, it's weary and tired. But when we connect ourselves to the life, is one of purpose, meaning, and surety. As I said, faith is things promised and the assurance of things not seen. But if I'm assured of something, I have a joy and I have a surety. I can't have joy and meaning and purpose if I have no surety. So where are we putting our faith? It can afford you really separation or unity. That's what it boils down to. We're all, you're a sensory person who smells, hears, feels, and sees. Unity intertwines all these things into a single manifestation. One doesn't take away from the other because they all coexist as part of one body created in God's image. So the coexistence is a glorious tandem ballet. When I form all of these things, I have a glorious tandem ballet. My life is flowing. My life is content. My life is full. We must hush the noise of our mind and all the societal influences that keeps us behind a barbed bouquet of barbed wire, a veil that obscures your real self. You need to lift that veil to, to reveal the real you, which is really in joy, in contentment, and in being. We miss many blessings along the way because we're so focused on expediency and events and within our collective societal mind conditioning, we become bent on Anger, frustration, discontentment, we must rid ourselves of those. We can't rely on sight alone as greater as the unseen. We're about to take a break. It's been an awesome segment talking to you, and I look forward to the second segment. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. 
Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello and welcome uh, on the third segment. I hope you had a great break. We're discussing contentment, redefined, because we need to redefine it, because we know society has defined it with having more. It's defined it with having a size zero physique or more millions in the bank account or a larger house, a larger car, a better this and a better that, more vacations. It's defined it in things that are in seeking more. It's not about creating a vision of what we have. It's always focused on the future. And I, I'll tell you now, joy and contentment is never a destination because if it's a destination, we will take the sentiment and the posture we have of the now into that future destination. So we must change. We must change perspective. We must change vision, the way we see things. Even the things we see as a burden or a challenge are about to open up as a blessing because when we change the way we see them, all things work together for good. If I'm looking at things as being a burden, I get weary, I get burdened, and I get discontent. So if I'm aiming for more, if my contentment depends on more, how can I ever be content? Because when I get more, I'll need more. Because I still, my vision hasn't changed. So the fundamental thing is when we change our vision, whatever we get a, a joy because we're already content with what we've got. Just like when the bird flies that sky, it already knows it can fly, it's created to fly, it's and its master plan to fly, it was designed to fly. So if we're doing and connected to what we're purposed and planned to be doing, but we already know we're purposed and planned to be doing what we're doing. So the struggle is not in trying to coerce or get or get more or get angry or beat anybody else. The purpose to this contempt is trying to connect to what you have. You have your own specific talents and anointing. Seven billion people were all created for a plan and purpose, but we're all unique. So why should Bob be interested in Alan? And why should Sarah be interested in Jane? If we connect to what is ours divinely, then we're like the bird. We know we're purposed to continue in our journey and be successful in the destination. The destination is a spirit being. We are born from nothing. We're born from a seed, and then we're going to nothing. So from soil to soil again. But there is glory in that because if we have completed our journey successfully, we know we embark or disembark, shall we say, the train, 
knowing that we've arrived at that station. So there's so many blessings we miss along the way. And this really is on my heart because we're so focused on what Albert's got or Jane's got and what other people need, have told us we need to have that we never see what we've got. We're very often doctorates of what everybody else is doing, but we're not even students of what we're doing. So we need to become, this is my pledge, we need to become students of what we're doing, be stewards of our lives, just like the five, the four, and the one talent. We, if we develop what we have the four becomes eight, the five becomes 10. But if we bury the one, we do nothing. We, and very often that apathy and that discontentment, really what we've done is we buried our ability. Most of us have so much greater in us than we've been led to believe, but more importantly, that we've accepted. It's not what anybody else, ultimately we need to own our own response. We need to be responsible for that. We can't say society's labeled us or this has labeled us or I was given a bad chance because our mind has put this in. If we're created in God's image, we're all alike and we can do greater things in him who strengthens us, then we have an equal playing field. He came to give rest to the weary. He came to give life to where there was no life, sight to the blind, vision to the deaf. So, equals the playing field if we have our individual master plan. So the joy is in maximizing yours, focusing on what you've got. And very often I've been through this road myself and that's why I can talk through it. When I've made this change 10 years ago, things started to slip into place. But before then, when I was on my master plan, which wasn't the best for me, it really wasn't the best because if, if we're trying to do our master plan and it's not the one God made, we're really going uh, – it's like a plane going against the air traffic control. We're going to crash into rocks, maybe get crash into another plane, and we'll get lost. Very simply, we'll get lost. So when we're on our master plan, we're focused on what we've got to do. And the other thing, when we get stressed when things are going wrong, very often – we don't realize what God's doing because most of what he, he does is invisible because greater is the unseen. And that is the assurance, the assurance of things promised, which is the faith. We can have two types of faith. We can have faith in the, in the world, which is fear-based. It's based on media. It's based on things getting shootings and killings and this, that, and the other. So we'll be living in fear, fear of things going wrong. I mentioned to a gentleman in a gas station the other day, what a great sunny day there is. And he looked at me and responded in autopilot mode. Oh, but the rain is coming. So straight away, it's a learned behavior. This is why we need to rework this human mind. It's a learned behavior to straight away go to the lowest denominator. The lowest denominator. Very often it's in our subconscious we've become so negative that our whole conscious life is depressed. That's why we're on antidepressants, alcohol, whatever other addictions and crutches we need to get through the day. But all this has been fabricated and made through our mind, which is a sponge. It soaks up things, but that permeates our limbic emotional mind, which, which is reacting. For example, you know, we can lock our keys in our car or our house. It makes us very angry at the time. We might be late for an important meeting. And this is things about expediting about not seeing we can forget our cell phone or umbrella in the back of a cab i've done all these things and at the time it can appear like the biggest problem that we could ever have it's true you know they've all happened to me and probably you and at the time 
we get stressed out, but this is the time we need to raise our awareness and vision that it may not be working against us, it may be working for us. And this is why we can't rely on the vision alone. We have to know that greater is what keeps this world in suspension. Greater is what keeps the Milky Way, the galaxy, the eight planets, all of these things in suspension. And it has made us into the miraculous with 60,000 miles of veins that wrap around the world's surface two and a half times. So coming back on these, I read a story that will correlate with what I've just said. I read a story about a student who was running late for an evening class. She missed three consecutive buses because they were full of school children. So obviously angry that she was going to miss her class, she resigned to the fact and went home. But the following morning, she learned there was a tragic murder at the railway station. She, she would have been embarking at the very time. She would have been boarding the train to return home from class. This is an example of how our human nature was so focused on what was going against us and what we can see, but it turned out that she had an opportunity for God's blessing. It could have been her who was murdered on the train that, was, that she would have been boarding at the very same time. So we need to really change that. We need to really change that vision. I read also of, of a lady on her way to work in New York. Her heel snapped. She had to return home to change her shoes. Obviously frustrated that she'd be late for work. But she realized that because of that stopover at the house that she had avoided the rubble in the falling of the Twin Towers on 9-11. So her life was spared because of a simple snap of a shoe. That simple snap of a shoe is something that saved her life, that made her angry initially. So what were aggravated before could have been devastation. It could have been a life lost It could have been a life lost in pain or no life at all. I read also a story about a lady who was asked to pick up her sick child from school. At the time, probably frustrated, leaving the office, I would imagine. She was obviously frustrated. She picked up her child from school. But later that day, at that very school, it was the Sandy Hook Elementary School. A shooting occurred on December the 4th, 2012. It's very, a very well-known incident. It happened in Newtown, Connecticut, USA, which is northeast. It was a 20-year-old boy who fatally shot 20 children and six adult staff members. So 26 people were killed, 20 of them children, six of them staff. So that missing initially and the vision of, oh boy, this isn't a blessing, this is a burden, was completely probably saved the life of that child. So this is the the work of the Holy Spirit. It's something really we, we must not judge something by what is happening. And I'm trying to bring these just to elucidate to get us out of a place where we wherever you're sitting in the world, where obviously the sameness and the functionality of, of what we do on a daily basis is sometimes and familiarity causes the blindness. And I I can relate an incident. This was in the probably 1989-1990 in London. I was in my mid to late teens then. And what had happened, I was driving fast in those days erratically. And there was a bus, a bus, it was a street. There wasn't a crossing, but it was a bus. And I realized that if I had been a little slower, the mother with a stroller with two babies on there, 
even though obviously she was careless crossing like that, the, the onus would have been on me. So that was such a blessing. And I stopped the car and I said, God, thank you for having your hand on me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that would have been a mother and two children. So I've been through this and it, it's made me realize, wait a second, let me not be too quick to curse the lost cell phone or the detour I've taken because the blessing very often, the blessing very often, and I'm repeating this to get the message, is in the detour. Yes, we'll miss a bus and be late for work. We'll get sick and miss what we think is a life-changing job interview, but we've got no idea of the hardship of calamity that God has helped us just dodge. But we experience these blessings every single day in small ways in every way. We might have just missed an event, but at the same time, things that we don't see can have predicated us still being alive. So there is so much for you to inspire you just to, just to think in terms of what is it I'm not seeing? What is it I'm not seeing? And it's really for us to increase the vision of what is already there, because what is there is already created. And it's about changing our perceptions to know that inconveniences are blessings to know sometimes when things don't go to plan, well, we don't think they go to plan, but his thoughts are higher, his ways are higher. So for God, they're actually going exactly to plan. So what we don't in our flesh realize is for us, it's working for us. We need to realize that we're on a path and we need to also have faith and confidence that that path is for, for us. It's for our good. And I know it is. We're about to take a break and look forward to speaking to you in the next segment. Thank you so much for joining me again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are 
are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Thank you, all of you, wherever you are in the world near far or wide thank you for joining for this final segment there is no such thing as you know as a final segment because the final segment is the beginning of the next segment we're talking about contentment and i've been discussing how contentment is a gift that's given to us it's something we connect to that's higher than ourselves because when we're on our own steam we're working more and getting less so it is something that we've got to go above ourselves to connect to what we were created for and to connect to all there is being. What is the purpose, we may ask, for blessings and contentment? And I believe that we can use what we've learned and what we've gained from inconveniences that become blessings to elucidate and help others. When we use what we have to help others, it takes the focus off of us, which when we're focused on us, we become more bent on the getting. So when we focus on others, it's all about giving. And I've never seen a person whose life is about making others' individuals' lives better to be miserable, weary, stuck in themselves, or angry. So to have fulfillment and contentment is about taking the focus off me, off you, off us, and putting that focus on others. Because when we make others greater, we also make ourselves greater. But in our propensity in our human nature... We have been so mordid to think it's about the getting that we feel we're losing if we're giving. And I'm here to pledge this. When you life is about making others' lives greater, you yourself become greater. So how can I use what I've been through to help others? Even though we might believe that our goals only affect us personally, that's rarely the case. What we do, you know, how we think and feel and our course of action can impact other people around us. Not only do other people witness what we do and look at how we lead our lives out, they often model their behavior after ours. If you refuse to let challenges intimidate you or slow you down in life, you might inspire other people and motivate other people around you. So when they face an obstacle in their life, they have the power and ability to go through it. This is how a light is not meant to be on a, in a cupboard. It's meant to be on a hill to model to other people. So the greatest impact you can do if you're in a marriage, this message is for somebody. If you're in a marriage and the other person you feel is mistreating you or in a bad place, we really, when we model or in a business and you feel that you're not getting along with your business partner or colleagues or anybody who you're dealing with who there's unpleasantness and behavior that's not conducive. I don't know your circumstances, but when we model love and we model confidence and faith and ability in what we're doing, people watch us go through the valley. And the idea is go through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't mean stay there. It doesn't mean stay in depression. It doesn't mean stay in anger. It doesn't mean stay in resentment. It means move through these things with love, with the abilities, not our own ability, but greater is he in you. 
greater is he in you. So it's about letting God empower you to to have his thoughts and his ways. We'll never have those, but if we work towards getting them, very simply, that was the whole reason for God coming in the flesh form so he can model just a higher quality, a higher level of living. So by using what we've been through and the wisdom we've gained, it's not to lock it in a cupboard. It's not to keep it to ourselves. It's to elucidate and enlighten other people. And for me in the last 10 years, the more I have turned the more I've been helped by God, the more I want to do for the kingdom building. But it's really about building people. It's about building people, getting them to the best of their abilities, to the best of their life, to go through uh, loss and recovery, to go through addictions, to go through seasons in their life, to know it's just a season that's designed to, and exactly what it means, a season is designed to season you, not to topple you. It's designed to make you, not break you. So anytime you have a season, you experience personal growth, and with that growth, you can help people around you. You can, make, you can help and impact people around you. Challenges, I mean, what would make those worthwhile? We may be asking, what's a worthwhile experience? Sometimes you just have to be willing to recognize that a challenge may not be a bad thing, but it could be to help you realize all the wonderful benefits that come from it. Even losing my mother, tragically, after an accident in my arms, the strength I've gained from that. I had a friend of mine whose father passed away tragically this past weekend, unexpectedly. I mean, a lot of these things are happening not on our timetable. They're happening on the divine timetable. And we've got to realize, but it's for us that have been through this valley, through it, and we've gained strength and endurance, then we can really help other people around you. So it's never a bad, bad thing, but when we focus on the good and the bad, we are labeling, and that's where the discontentment comes in. If I focus just on being and not judging, then it's all good. It does a couple of things. It either helps you feel more empowered because it affirms that you always had a choice in how you react to a situation, and it reminds you every day that your everyday challenges hold the seed for your unlimited blessings and opportunities. It elucidates on both those corners. It empowers you to affirm, but also empowers you to see the seed as an opportunity to an unseen blessing. How you use these things, they're entirely up to you. But I mean, a challenging circumstance, we've got to accept it's part of life. It's not going to change. There are intangibles in health, intangibles financially and relationally. The only thing we can change is our attitude and perception. There's something that we can create. It's not, we're not victims of our circumstances. They don't dictate us, we dictate. So we always have to remember we're responsible for our own choices. So really there's a real question. Will you look to look for a blessing in your challenges or will you be stuck in the valley? That is, is something that we have to answer. Will you be stuck in the valley or will you be moving forward with those blessings? So really in closing here, going to land the plane on this. My intent really is for you to go, all of you, to go to a new dimension, a new level of life. Needing less but seeing, seeing more has really changed my life from the inside out. I hope it'll also change yours. And in this new life or this new mode of operation, you'll no longer inflict sadness on yourself or others through negative thinking of the past or the false limitations you've placed on your joy because you no longer base 
what's coming in the future and what has happened or gone wrong in the past. We need to get rid of that mind edit. That's just the devil who didn't have a pen, by the way. He can't be the beginning, the middle, and the end of your story. Only God has the pen to be the author, the Alpha, the Omega, the creator. The devil didn't write, doesn't have the pen, so he can't write you out. So really, let's make the most of what we have right now. Our lives are like a shadow. We're here for a minute and then gone. Who knows what will happen tomorrow? We must ponder our priorities and the meaningless nature of what we value most, what we obsess over, and how those things satisfy us only for a short time. Just like a sun hitting a shadow disappears, all that we have, our abilities, gifting, and possessions are from the hand of God. When we distract ourselves with the world, we begin to lose our purpose as we begin to think it's all in our control. And here births the the thing about doing harder and getting less. Yes, you'll work hard. You'll seem like you're alone at times. It will be dark. You will get tired. But I can assure you that your ticket has already been paid for. Now all you need to do is walk your life out with contentment. Be open to see the greatness of what's already been set. Pursue your passions with integrity. Be confident. Stretch. Become uncomfortable. And the things that you find will elude you and never come into your grasp, you will be able to hold, you'll be able to connect your joy and contentment. It was yours all along, but your mind skewed it. This is glory to God. It's been great chatting to you. It's been a great episode. I thank you so much. We'll be back in about two weeks with a new series, but thank you for making this your time, our time together. Wherever you are in the world, love you much, be blessed, and see you very, very soon. Be well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.